welcome to this week's Inbound After Hours. Um, we have got a very special guest today, we've got Hannah Fleishman from HubSpot, who's going to help us understand how to attract inbound talent. Um, so hi Hannah, how are you? how's it going? All right, Hannah. I am great, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I'm the inbound recruiting manager at HubSpot. So that is our very HubSpotty way of saying employer branding and recruitment marketing. So I run that program here. Cool, great. So uh, yeah, you've, you've sort of given us a little insight into that. I think just for the, the guys listening at home, um, if you could run through your role day to day and sort of what you do, what you get involved in, who you speak to and sort of what your goals are on the HubSpot side. Um, yeah, if you could explain that, that'd be awesome. Definitely. Um, so think about what inbound marketing and the inbound philosophy is. It's to get people to kind of come to you, whether that's to, you know, help them buy your product or service or help educate them on what your business does. It's to create content online and really drive people to your website and to want to learn more about you as opposed to pushing information out. And that's kind of the concept that HubSpot is built on. And we use that philosophy pretty much for everything that we do. The idea that, you know, we always want to solve for the customer and add value. So um, in the recruiting world, uh, we also take an inbound approach. So the way we think about hiring is not just cool, like in the old old school days where you would just kind of put up a job posting and hope that somebody applied and give them no information about why your company's great, no transparency into what your culture is like, things like that. Um, we think about hiring more in an inbound way where we want to give candidates and uh, potential talent tons of information about how to find a job, how to find a job at HubSpot, how to apply, uh, tips for interviewing, um, all this sort of value add content that would not just help them grow, but hopefully make them want to work at HubSpot. So that's how we think of inbound recruiting and what my team sort of does on a day-to-day um, looks like a lot of different things. So like a lot of marketers working, um, we have a three person team. So like a lot of marketers working with smaller teams, you're kind of doing everything on a day to day from, uh, for us, that means recruiting events globally. We have seven global offices. So we do a ton of recruiting events. We do, um, we have a careers blog. We run our jobs website and all of our web pages about working at HubSpot. Um, we do, uh, social media. So we have a Facebook page and an Instagram just for our employer brand called HubSpot Life. Uh, shameless plug, go check out hashtag HubSpot Life. Um, hopefully you like what you see, but that's kind of what our team does. Uh, we share with the outside world what's going on at HubSpot on a day-to-day. Um, and then we do a lot of other things related to how do we promote the conversation around uh, diversity and hiring and how we do all that through content and email nurturing and website and paid ads and all that good stuff. So the three of you are recruiting from spot all over the world. Yeah. So um, yeah, we are. We're, we're trying to. So we have a yeah. Well, not the, not the three of us. We do the recruitment marketing piece, and then we have a pretty and then we have a pretty global recruiting team where we have recruiters on the ground doing the recruiting piece of it and reaching out to candidates and working with candidates. Um, in all of our offices, but our team really creates the kind of air cover for them so that those candidates already know that HubSpot's a great place to work. Awesome. Oh, nice. So, so that's basically taking the inbound methodology as people listening may, that approach that they're taking to their marketing, you are directly applying that to the recruitment process um, to bring in applicants in a, in a truly inbound way. That's uh, it's good that you 
you know, live by the sword, die by the sword with the way you recruit as well. Have, has that always been the case? Or did HubSpot start more traditionally and think, actually, we should really stick to inbound for our recruitment? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, you know, for the most part, we've always kind of, I, I hate this expression, but I also love it. We do drink our own champagne um, or eat our own dog food, whatever you want to say. Um, I think we always have because we are by nature a content-driven company that wants to truly help whoever our users are, whether that be a candidate or a customer, whoever. Like, I think HubSpot always has truly cared and that comes through in how we do things, even if we've never structured it or formally done it. So when I started HubSpot, it was about five and a half years ago and we had 300 employees total. We only had one office and that was in the US. Um, and now we have about, uh, over 2000 employees all over the world. So at that time, we didn't have, we had never even thought of what inbound recruiting is or used those words. Um, I think we maybe had one or two full-time recruiters um, and we did, you know, recruiting the way most companies would do recruiting. But at the same time, we were putting together our culture code. So our co-founder and CTO, Darmesh, published the culture code around that same time, about five years ago. And that was like 130, page slide deck all about what we value, um, how we work, what our perks are like, how we're flexible, things like that. Um, and he just published that because he thought it was an important piece of content to share. Uh, there was no like recruiting motivation behind it. It was just like, we care about this culture stuff and we're content creators. So the two kind of came together. Um, so that slide deck has about 3 million views today. And it's this top reason that people say they want to work at HubSpot. So I think we always take an inbound approach to things. Now we just have a structured approach around uh, what the team looks like and what we do on a day to day. Awesome. That reminds me of something we said on a previous podcast. We were looking at inbound, like what is inbound and what is inbound blogging, those couple of podcasts. And one, something that came up was a lot of it's just common sense. And if, if you just naturally offering value like that as to your own employees and then people can see it who want to become an employee, the, the, totally. the, the, no, the synergy is like right. natural, isn't it? The, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Cause it, cause, and it's music to my ears to know that that also sounds like common sense to you. I think for, we're always surprised how many, um, you know, whether it's job websites you look at or stories you hear about candidates who apply for jobs and never hear back or they get like a terrible canned response, like, you know, a year after they applied and things like that. Like for us, it's also common sense that like if people want to work with you or do anything with your business, like it's common sense that you'd want to help them and help them solve that problem. Um, but I think, I think there are a lot of companies out there and I would say the majority who are still kind of catching up on the recruitment side of things with adding value there. Yeah. I mean, we, it just, the common sense thing, I think from our site and I think a lot of other sites, the about us page is such a, it's the second most viewed page on our website. So we've spent time getting pictures of the team on there, bit of cultural stuff on there, you know, about us as people, as opposed to, you know, work a great agency or whatever we, you know, you may think you need to tell a candidate to impress them. Um, is there any way, how, how does HubSpot go about that? And obviously you've got a very healthy blogging ecosystem over there, but how do you go about translating HubSpot's culture, which is great to, to candidates? The first piece is actually probably figuring out, it's important to figure out internally that everybody deeply understands what your culture means, because otherwise 
if you talk to candidates, you meet them at a networking event, you, you interview them or something, you share content, you might have a completely different definition of what culture is at your company that somebody else does. And I think that can get a little tricky because it's not, a, it's not an aligned experience for the people you're trying to recruit. So I think, you know, publishing the culture code and talking about culture so much internally here means any HubSpotter that you ask in any office, I can guarantee you, if you say, how would you describe HubSpot's culture in two or three words, they would say the same thing. They would say transparency, autonomy, and flexibility, and all those things help us grow. Um, you know, I, I don't want to bet a million dollars on that, but I can guarantee you that for the most part, people would say that or some version of that. Um, and that's not because we're marketing it all the time. It's because we talk about it a lot and we care about it a lot. So I think the first piece is that you have to solve it internally first. Um, because then it becomes easy to tell the story and do the marketing. So I think there are two ways we do that. Uh, first piece is kind of the, the proactive content that my team creates. So we have a pretty robust jobs website where we get into detail about how every department uh, works and the things that they do on a day to day and photos and videos of day in the life and that sort of thing. Um, I think the jobs website is a piece of it. And then we share a ton of content. Um, we do like two to three weekly Facebook lives where we talk to HubSpotters about what they work on, how their teams work, things like that. Um, and then anytime there's some sort of culture activity, event, anything going on, we share it. So that's part of it. The other piece is that I actually think, especially for smaller companies that don't have huge recruiting teams and that want to do more recruitment marketing but don't have resources, like, Empowering your employees to create and publish content about your culture is going to be so much more effective than trying to do it all yourself. Um, so we have a careers blog, but we have a full-time uh, person dedicated to creating content on the careers blog. So not everyone is going to have that. And before we did, we just made it really easy for any employee to share and use hashtag HubSpot Life, and we'd help them edit content if they wanted to publish it on their own blog, on their LinkedIn, write about it, whatever. Um, I think it's coming up with a little bit of structure for helping employees use their own voice too. Great. Yeah, thinking <clears throat> for the in-house guys listening, that idea of creating, it doesn't have to be 130 slides, but maybe like some sort of, you know, a few slides on culture no it has to be 130 slides everyone wants to read all the way till the end i, pr I promise you <laughs> well we i'll send you i'll send you a cliff notes version we need a we need a shorter version <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's i mean we have core values um and company internal presentations the first slide is are those core values and we just remind everyone what they are and um, we use that on internal reviews and the way we, we speak to each other and, and grade each other sort of for any internal prizes mm -hmm. or things like that. So I think just weaving it in and it isn't just, it's great, it should be on the About Us page or on the, the website, but it's not just about that. And that, like you say, the organic internal sort of getting people to believe it and, and repeating that and, and getting the buy-in um, day-to-day is going to help the outward eventual, you know, people sharing content and creating it. Definitely. What are your core values? I'm, I'm curious. The core value is to help is each other. It is yeah, a test. We can edit test. this though. That's we a can pause bit. this. No, so. To help clients and each other grow is the. The one big the, one. The, whatever you call it, the, the central one. Yeah. And then uh, we've got be passionate, but be calm. 
and that was be excited but not excitable but we've simplified it a bit yeah we've got um that's also very tweetable yeah right? we're thinking it's always thinking tweets yeah <laughs> tweets and hashtags uh yeah we've got things like believe it um want it believe in what you're doing yeah because we think if you're not if you're not believe in what you're doing you won't enjoy it and if you don't enjoy it you won't perform well and then we do these they're all part of a sheet where we have gets it wants it and capacity to do it in what you're doing things um, like hung, hungry to learn show that you, you're sort of trying to progress yourself and um, we know how quickly my marketing is changing and, and content SEO all that sort of good stuff so we really and want then the last one's commitment to getting the job done and then you put all those together and you end up yeah helping uh, clients uh, grow yeah they, they all sort of end up there's your culture code right yeah. there <laughs> just anyone wrote that down <laughs> we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll put that down no we, we do have that right now uh, but yeah it's it's something we're we're trying to do more of so it's um yeah i think once we can start getting people creating content internally as well i think in-house teams who may have they may, may be the only marketer that is responsible for content can still encourage people to share their thoughts and get some sort of like co-branded stuff do, done and um, get sales team and people involved too. It's interesting what you said Hannah about the showing the events that are going on and stuff like that. We're undergoing a big recruitment drive for the past few months or so in and throughout this year um, and getting involved in interviews. It's amazing how many people have said oh I love what the, the office culture what it looks like on Facebook and Instagram and all we're doing is posting the odd picture like every now and then of stuff that's going on um, but it's met a Perry's fed back who's our HR director she's fed back that people have mm. said that's notably why they've applied they can see inside the company and get to know people a little bit yeah and, it's and a, want that's to a huge impact I'm sure you guys the little things which you may not have put hundred you know tons of work into yeah. doing just the odd tweet or a quick picture can make all the difference to people and it's only stuff like happy birthday for andrew like we've got cakes because it's andrew's birthday and it's yeah we don't think much of it but it's come for the cake <laughs> well that's the thing too because like you said about common sense like to us that seems like it's obvious like of course we'll share photos of the office and you know take the odd picture and facebook and stuff but um candidates i think appreciate it more than we probably realize because so many companies do not do that um mm -hmm. and, and they feel like they don't have an, an inside look that way but yeah it's it's funny too about that i think for you know when we kind of first when we first started the inbound recruiting team here it was almost two years ago now um when we kind of put structure around it and i think we had this idea that you know, HubSpot was, you know, a growing company and we had more sophisticated marketing. So, you know, our employer brand needed to be, you know, like really slick graphics and all these like high res photos stuff and all this sort of thing. And the more that we started creating content from employees and doing like an employee takeover on Instagram, for example, like people just want like raw stuff to feel like they're there. Mm -hmm. Like it actually, and it's great too, if you don't have as many resources because you don't, you don't really need to hire people. You don't need the designer. Like you don't need a professional photographer. Um, you just need someone with a camera most of the time to show what that looks like. I think we've got Paul and his iPhone, which has worked <laughs> wonders for us. And just, it's natural though, isn't it? Like, yeah, say it's uh, just someone who's available to snap away and, and that regularity as well and letting people know it isn't just, oh, it's the one a month we remembered to take that picture. And if it's too polished, that's not 
telling you anything anyway, is it? Because it's it's not it's obviously it, yeah, not you, documentary. You, you, you or... can tell, can't you? Definitely. Um, on that sort of idea of, of how conveying culture and getting that across externally, if looking internally, I know you guys have got a lot of well, you've got some remote workers. We don't have any actually yet, but um, how do, how do you go about? getting people into a culture of a place they are not at day to day if ever um, is that something you've had as a challenge and, and conveying that and keeping that the I know you guys have got a lot of document documentation on that side of things but sometimes obviously that is just a slide deck and how, how do you go beyond and keep those guys engaged and on the same page as everyone who's in Boston with you global culture and how we how we scale that yeah, yeah sure um, it's a really good question. I think, I mean, I think the autonomy piece is huge to begin with. It, it's the autonomy and the transparency, I think, because we don't think of culture here as a like federal, federal level thing that everybody needs to like operate this way and like put this on the wall in the office and every office needs to have this poster type thing. I think our, like, you know, if it's a federal versus state type thing, it's like federally we have these values that everyone believes to be the tr true core values and everyone has bought in on that and they know that. What that looks like in practice might vary a little bit from office and like you kind of have to be comfortable with that and that's not a problem. Like if people embrace it and do that in their own way, um, I think that's a good thing. Um, so what we do is, so we have a culture team here. That's part of the team that I'm on. Um, we have uh, two full-time people in um, Dublin, in our Dublin office, and then there are about uh, nine or ten of us here in Boston, and then our office managers are also kind of culture counterparts in our APAC in Berlin offices. And, like, there's just so much transparency and idea sharing between, like, hey, we did this, like, cool activity, or there's this, like, free event coming up in this city that you guys should all attend, or here's one way to host this or dial into this. Um, there's just a lot of idea sharing, I think, and we do a pretty good job of that and being transparent about what people like and what works. Um, so I think the fact that we have a big culture team who is actually proactively thinking about not just, you know, how do we make our HQ office great, but how do we make every office great in a way that feels like, you know, local to them. Uh, we think about that pretty proactively. Awesome. Because I, was, I, was, I can imagine you've got offices all over the world and a good culture in that office is going to be different, isn't it, for the that country's culture itself and the way that people are expecting to work and everybody works differently. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think my, my favorite, like, it, um, I spend a lot of time in our Dublin office, uh, both personally, because I, I love Dublin, but also because we have a growing team there and a lot of recruitment needs there. Um, but like, in the US, like, you know, team building is a lot more like high fiving and like that kind of thing. And then when I come to Dublin, people are like, you guys high five too much. Like, it's all about like, awesome, like this sort of thing. And it's just like cultural nuances that like, you have to keep in mind, because like, the way that you celebrate things or talk about things or write about things culturally is not always going to resonate. Wait till you get an office in Lancashire where we are. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> You're not like to shout about good things up and high five each other. Yeah. <laughs> Hidden up in the hills. Yeah, I know. It's, um, yeah, no, it's, it's very different up here, isn't it? But um, so what's, what's next for, for HubSpot in terms of culture and new things that you've got planned? Are you... How are you expanding the team? You know, what's what's going to happen and, and how are you planning on managing that this year? 
yeah, good question. Um, a big one. So, <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's something I, I think about a lot. And if I didn't, it's good you asked me because I should. Um, so remind you. Start with this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. The way I think about our inbound recruiting team is. I very much think of last year and the year before that as like, if you were a startup, you would have been a like seed stage startup with like no funding yet, like scrappy, just getting started. That was the year when I was a team of one and we just, I, I partnered with recruiters and we tried absolutely everything. Like what are the low hanging fruit pieces of content we should have that we don't have? Um, you know, are we using social enough? What should we try? We just did everything. I would say this kind of past year, uh, we grew the team, there are three of us now, um, and we're much more strategic about choosing what works and what doesn't, and not just doing everything our recruiting team could use, but just focusing on the problems that are most immediate now and the ones that are gonna help most long-term. So for example, we know that um, hiring for diversity is something that all tech companies struggle with, and it's something that's top of mind for us. You know, that doesn't mean we're just going to write a blog post about like we care about diversity. Like we need to make like thoughtful contributions and thoughtful considerations about how we not only do that internally and set people up for success internally, but how does our team then tell that story externally, not just for the next year, but a couple years. So I think now we're getting more strategic about both what channels we use, but also what stories and topics we choose to tell and what matters. Um, so I think there's that. And then moving forward, I think we're just gonna get more, more robust and more strategic about how we do that. So we're hiring, we just opened, or we're opening next week, a role on my team to focus purely on PR. So we're gonna hire a PR manager just for culture. Um, so that's proactive pitching globally about, you know, workplace stuff and culture and flexibility and why HubSpot's a great place to work. So uh, the next move is, uh, you know, we have this great internal content machine and this great events machine. Uh, the next piece is the PR piece. Yeah, awesome. And what sort of um, what sort of methods are you using? Obviously, content makes sense, and I know you guys have got that sorted. Are you looking at doing? Do you do paid ads? Do you do email outs? Obviously, you've got a, a decent sized database there to be <laughs> to be working with. What sort of things are you looking at um, and, and using this year? Yeah, we're um so. We don't do a ton of paid ads. We've done some LinkedIn ads. Um, I think it's just in our, it's in our DNA that we don't love to pay to play. Um, we'd rather create the content. That said, there are certain markets and roles that are really hard for us to reach people in. And in that case, we'll do some paid ads. Um, but a couple of things I'm excited about are, um, one is video. So we do a lot of video right now. We're gonna not only do more, but I think we're gonna start doing it better. So. I mentioned we do about two to three Facebook Live videos a week. Um, that's usually some form of like a Q&A type thing um, with a leader or HubSpot or hiring manager. Um, and those are performing really well and they're quick for us to put out as a small team, which is really cool. Um, next up, we're trying video job descriptions. So, you know, just really lo-fi someone talking about, I'm hiring for this role, here is what would make a successful candidate, here is what the work would be, you know, a minute or less, and just see if that's a little bit more dynamic than a very boring job description, which most of them are. Um, so I'm excited about that. And then another thing we're thinking about is we have the long form content thing down. So, you know, you guys are inbound marketers, like blogging works, blogging is great but it's a slow burn um, and our careers blog is great, but it's gonna be kind of our, our SEO source long-term and I'm really glad we have it to share ideas. 
That said, we need a way to get more content out faster from the people that want to share it. So from all of our director levels and above our hiring managers. So we're experimenting with um, short form content on LinkedIn and we're finding it performs a lot better. So we've been working with our sales managers because uh, we're hiring a lot for sales right now where we give them a prompt every week. They write 150 words or less, we edit it very lightly and they just publish it as a LinkedIn status update. And some are getting, you know, uh, I think one of them got 60,000 views in under, you know, five days. So that short form content is just performing better on LinkedIn. So we're trying out more experiments like that. Awesome. Well, that's really good. It's good to know. Yeah. It's good. That's useful for, it's useful for us from our marketing. It's useful for people listening in terms of recruitment, but also just repurposing your content it's yeah it's another yet another thing that you do with your content anyway so why wouldn't you do it for recruitment yeah. and that evolution of the content and the the, the job ad to video which we're, we're doing with yeah. ebooks and blogs and it makes complete sense to just to, to use that um and those ideas that we read about tons in the marketing on the marketing side and just take that and use it throughout the company yeah, yeah awesome cool um so one thing we ask most people that work at HubSpot is, are you going to inbound this year? Will we get to see you? Because we're, we're going. Oh, you're coming? Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. Yay. Were you there last year? Yeah, yeah. yeah so we've been the last few years. Um, it was my first one last so year. Great. Yeah. I really geeked out over Michelle Obama, as I know everybody did. But it was a really great. I thought this year, last year was the best year yet. It seems to get better every year and bigger and more scary and harder to get to things although it is getting better because we can book things now but yeah it was paul's first blew my mind a bit like yeah <laughs> coming down like andrew was like honestly like i prepared it, him it, as best i could it, i said you'll walk into the main area go down the escalators and be like okay all right okay <laughs> from clitheroe where we are where no one has a clue what inbound marketing is to I was not expecting 15,000 yeah. people like chanting inbound as like with a DJ cool. on top of the yeah. crane. And, uh. It's a marketer's Disney world or, or like in a normal It is. Yeah. I can't wait for this year. I'm so happy you'll be there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it and hopefully I think we're taking a handful of people this time. So yeah. The biggest team yet. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So hopefully we'll bump into you there. Um, but yeah, that, that's everything. I think anything else from you, Paul? Not just, What's lunch like at HubSpot? It's, uh, <laughs> it's a big thing for me and Andrew. So yeah, we're quite food orientated. It's like <laughs> here in my market. It's just, just lunch. Lunch is a big thing for me too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know yet. We'll just see what comes my way. You know, we'll we'll see what looks good when I get to the, the HubSpot kitchen. Yeah, we know Dublin HubSpot has good food, so I can imagine you guys have got something similar, equal over there. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah we we have a pretty well stocked kitchen, so we'll see what I can make in there. <laughs> so, hello. Cool. okay well uh thanks guys for watching yeah. um thanks hannah for joining us uh, thank you this was fun yeah. i realized too if it's inbound after hours i probably shouldn't have said that it's lunchtime does that does that yeah. yeah. your spot? The, the only difference is we usually have like a pint or something with us so we slipped up there could have, could have done with that <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah that's i would have been jealous so i'm glad you didn't do that yeah so yeah that's, that's good <laughs> uh cool okay guys thanks for watching and uh we'll see you again next time Thanks a lot.